0: Welcome to Bone Throwers Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this final episode of the uh, special Monsters of the Week episode. My name is Jordan. Uh,
1: My name is Jeff. My name is Jeremy. My name is Aaron. My name is Elijah.
0: All right, guys. So this was my first experience running Monsters of the Week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, what did you guys think of the, the
2: rule set just in general? It was interesting. It was a little frustrating because even when you tried to do something carefully, like taking precaution, you still ended up doing equal damage mm-hmm. to yeah. yourself and it. So I ended up the worst for wear near the end. Yeah,
0: it's it's not a system that's really designed to make sure that people stay safe. It, it, it intentionally wants to put you into danger. Which I think is really cool. Well, yeah, you weren't playing a character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my monsters died.
2: Nobody <laughs> cares about your monsters. <laughs> uh,
0: we were trying to kill them.
2: Well, they were trying to kill us. So, mm-hmm.
0: Well, Maybe. did you guys... Did you feel limited, though, by like the menu choices rather than
1: a yes. little bit? A little bit, yeah. Although... Looking through, and I was like, "Ooh, I could do this! Ooh, I could do this!" I never got to, never had the opportunity to use some of the stuff that I thought would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, and, very cool. <laughs> and, and also some of the stuff that uh, that you wanted to do. It's like, "Oh, I can use magic!" Um, wow, these choices don't really fit the situation. Right. right. So right. it's like, what do I do? So you had to get kind of get a little creative with it.
2: Yeah, which was good because. It- it helped us to think like our characters would in this situation better. Yeah, at least I thought so.
0: Now I know that Jeff and Jeremy have been playing in a dungeon world campaign, mm-hmm. which is a very similar system. Similar. Yeah. Uh, did did how how much did it feel like that?
1: There are elements, parts of it. There are other things that were a little different.
2: Well, we were also playing it in a very loose setting. It wasn't as as strict on the rules as. As we are here, yeah, yeah. I think the the person we have
1: running that game has some of his own like house add-ons that he's done mm-hmm. to it, which which made it a little bit more, a little interesting as well. I mean, I like the I like the idea of the system.
2: It's a very clever system.
1: Yeah, I think we were talking in between one of the episodes. The only thing I wish was a little different about the system is, I mean, if you do well. Like, you never gain any right ex- real experience it's only when you mess up so yeah i mean and for everybody who follows what the main campaign that we're doing right now with Bone throwers knows that we usually roll horribly you guys were really good but tonight to be-
3: yeah no, we, we were didn't. on that was good
1: i think there was only a couple times where we actually really rolled poorly and then but with Two the, ones, the yeah with the luck you can just, oh, it's a 12.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, luck, um, I left the luck as it is on the sheets because, I mean, we have the potential of coming back to these characters in another game. Uh, but typically for, like, convention one-shots and everything like that, they say to limit luck to, like, three points. Yeah. Um, I can
3: see that. Because yeah. the, what is it, it's seven points? And, and that's that's a lot. I that's mean, a lot, especially for a one-shot. Does you, know, you start, <laughs> right. if
1: you, like, go to a different story...
0: No, it does not. It, it you. That's the whole luck that you have for your character, yeah. unless Ever. when you take some advances later on, then you can like remove one point of luck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, that's all the luck you get.
2: And that makes sense. And it makes sense for a one shot to limit it to like one. Yeah. At most two. I think they give them three for the most at uh,
0: um, one shots, like for a camp for uh, conventions and stuff like that. Now, Elijah, this is your first time playing any game that is not Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. So there's a lot. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, Dungeons and Dragons is a little more freeform. In a, in a, in some ways, I think you're locked into a role. In some ways, I feel like you you have more options in in D and D. What did you think about this system compared to that?
1: Um, I really liked it. It wasn't what I expected because the gear and the things I selected weren't actually useful, or some of them weren't actually useful.
0: Well, they weren't for this time, but they yeah, might right, be yeah. a
2: future scenario. I think that the the gear that you chose would normally be very useful. Especially yeah, if you're usually. like fighting a Sasquatch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but for something that's invulnerable to conventional weapons, is we had to go buy alcohol and super soakers to kill these things, which yeah. is very weird. <laughs> I was
0: expecting like a final battle against like an army of werewolves, and it was like super soakers versus Snallygaster. <laughs> 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 but it meant you guys had to be more creative. That's true. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I thought by that time we were familiar with what was on the sheet, and we was like, oh, we can do this and get creative. Yeah, we uh, sort of knew how to use what was available to us to our advantage. At the beginning, we were like, um, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know yeah. how to use this. <laughs> but, you
0: know, it's it's pretty crazy how quickly you can pick it up just by having the rule sheet in front of you and having the character sheet in front of you. And then you can, like the basic moves, once you have all that done, you can go pretty quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is very nice having a simple set of uh, basic moves that you can do and yeah. then your character has extra moves that's specific to that character mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very nice having that laid out for you in a simple easy to get to way for things like d and d or Pathfinder or Star Wars there's like these large thick books and there's like ten or fifteen of them yeah that yeah. if you want to be able to do everything that's possible you have to dig and dig and yeah. See what your character has monetarily wise, or if the GM doesn't count money, what things are possible in the world that's there. Right. Whereas with this one,
0: you, you just need the one book, Yeah. and as long as you're willing to play in that vein of Monster Hunters, you don't really need anything else. <laughs> and it's the same type of thing with Apocalypse World. You're, you're always playing in a like a post-apocalyptic scenario. Mm-hmm. Dungeon World, you're always playing in a Dungeons & Dragons type of world and stuff like that um aaron from what what i understand you spent a lot of time with the rule book and everything so you you felt pretty confident coming in i i think
3: probably spent too much time in the rule book i think because i wanted to make sure i was actually i knew what what i was doing when i sat down um and so i spent probably an hour just reading it over again today reading over the the different um roles and reading over the different moves and leveling up and just I think this one's really neat I think this this rule set is really cool there are some tweaks that I think I would personally make if I were to do this
0: mm-hmm.
3: but uh, for a for a basic rule set that anyone can pick up and, and and run with it's it's awesome
0: yeah and I like the closed off nature of one gaming session one one story yeah mm-hmm. and then you move on next time you play you move on to another monster another Thing like that, and now you can yeah. definitely do like campaigns and arcs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you only have a little bit of time, like if you only have one afternoon, then this is a perfect game to grab.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see the the arcs sort of like like this co- is where we started is like picking up. This group has done stuff together before, right? Um, so just like the Medusa bear came in this one like a few <laughs> few sessions down the road we can be like oh snally like we need alcohol and then like <laughs> oh, <no.
0: laughs> yeah and have that come back in yeah. and get at you. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying before this is this is pulling a lot from uh, TV shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural, X-Files. Yeah. Uh, fringe, Being Human, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of a lot of really good TV shows, a lot of stuff that I really enjoy. And then, like, films, they uh, specifically list, like, Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Bubba Hotep, um, <laughs> My Name is Bruce, you uh-huh. know? Yes. and so, you know, with, with stuff like Bubba Hotep and My Name is Bruce, Attack the Block, too, you know, you can, you feel like you can pull a little bit of the more... Absurdist stuff into it, and which is like, yeah, Super Soakers is yeah perfectly acceptable. No, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: All right, so you guys, a lot. You were all saying that you thought I
2: made the monster
0: up completely. <laughs> yeah,
2: because we had yeah. never heard of this nope. thing before. No, nope. I was like, what kind of shenanigan?
1: Snallygaster.
0: <laughs> what kind of monster is the Snallygaster? So the Snallygaster actually has its roots in. Uh, German immigrants who came to Western Maryland in the 1700s. Huh. and the, That's my family. Yeah. So the name, Snallygaster, actually is a combination of two German words that have been changed over time. Geists, which means fast spirits. Huh. Yeah, so it's like it developed over time and became known as the Um In the 1800s, they think that it might have been used to as an excuse for, to cover up lynchings you know like people just magically disappear oh that's oh, not yes, him yeah mm-hmm. and then in the 1900s a lot of the mythology that i use today was developed by competing newspapers that were trying to sell articles <laughs> <laughs> so it was fake news it was fake news <laughs> <laughs> in the in the age of yellow journalism that, that's where I was pulling a lot of it from. The uh, the thing about the alcohol, and it was a true a true Snallygaster story, but what happened was it drowned in a 250-gallon vat of moonshine that was then blown up by the federal marshals. Was, With dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's why I I, I modified that because 250 gallons of alcohol is a lot. Yes. So I'm like, well... If it just disintegrates the skin, then that works perfectly fine. Yeah. The mountain where the cave was actually is real. Everything is real, um, right. like in terms of location and everything. I'm, I spent a lot of time on Google Maps.
3: Can I can I say something? Sure. That was actually one of the the struggles that I had with this one because I've been to South Mountain State Park. Yeah. And I've been yeah. in the one of the uh, visitor centers there, and so trying to align what I saw there with what I was experiencing here yeah and it made it tougher for me
1: surprisingly it would yeah it does because i've been up in that area as well and it's like wait I'm trying to reconcile right right <laughs> what i actually know with this yeah. weird thing that's going on there it's like uh,
0: yeah yeah and that's why i was trying to use hagerstown as a big like centering thing because uh-huh. it's like oh well it's on this side it's on that side so it gave you a more general idea yeah because that,
1: that was one of the questions you asked It's like oh so where are you from i was like there needs to be a town there. What town is near there? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. st- I'm trying Same to thing. Come up with like a real place that's actually near there. And I was like couldn't think of anything at the moment.
0: So yeah, um like the the High Rock is actually a very popular stopping point on the Appalachian Trail. It's a it's a real thing. Really covered in graffiti. Um and also uh Quai Rock Mountain, in addition to the the military radio tower there, there is also like a TV antenna hmm. that's on the top of that mountain as well. Now the military Radio tower. is called Site C, uh, and this is really cool. This was one of my favorite things that you guys didn't get to. It's part of the Alternate Joyce Communications <laughs> Center, which is a basically like over the line in Pennsylvania. There's basically a giant bunker where they um, they basically have an entire second Pentagon under this mountain. So in case there's a, a nuclear war or something, the government can, can Continue to work, and that's actually where it's very near Camp David, and it's also where like Dick Cheney would go and, and hide if there was like <laughs> during uh, 9/11 and stuff like that. Uh, so it's it's a it's a real thing. The radio tower is part of its communications array, uh, so that's why there were a lot of guards there and everything, and this, because this is a important part of national defense. So why was there no fence? There is a fence up at the top, but the guards are more like. I don't know and if it's actually you, like, like outer perimeter yeah. sweeps, sweeps as well. So yeah, that, w- that was really cool. And I figured, well, you can't have the military in. And, and Fort Detrick really was the base for, for bio bio warfare in the like the 40s through 60s. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, I was like, well, I could pull all of this in and, and add a giant terrifying monster in on top of that. Uh, it's really cool. Now, yeah. in terms of the Snallygaster, in addition to being a monster... The monster has actually spawned a beverage called the Snallygaster. It's the float that's the Mountain Dew mixed with vanilla <laughs> ice cream. So that's nice. called the Snallygaster. That is called oh, the Snallygaster. That's awesome. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Very nice.
3: You know, and if, if I had sur- if any of us had decided to search Mountain Dew
0: vanilla ice cream float, or you know exactly what he brought, and also. There is a craft beer festival down in Washington, D.C. called the Snelligaster Festival. And, uh, <laughs> adding that to the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's some local history for you. Mm-hmm. And i that's one thing that I found so interesting about this is because you learn a lot about local history by looking at like the monsters and, and stuff that are local to your area. So I could have gone like, oh, it could have been a like ghost haunting. It could have been like like a mummy in a museum or something like that but I was like I want to give this a lot of local flaring and mm-hmm. frame something yeah, and
1: that's the this is really the first time we've done that with anything that we've played yeah we, we've always been oh we're in Chicago we're in Seattle we're in Texas
0: we're other places yeah, yeah. I almost want to do a whole campaign of Maryland monsters oh that'd be cool because there that would be cool there's um there's a, a Nessie equivalent that's supposed to be in the Chesapeake Bay called mm-hmm. Chesapeake
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: uh-huh. there I I could be wrong on the town, but there is actually I think a Burtonsville. I don't know if it's Burtonsville, but there's in around the lower area. There's a some town that has a like a goat man.
0: Yeah, there is a goat man. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is a. <laughs> the, there is uh, I remember hearing There's that. A, like a werewolf-like creature called the Dwayo. and actually I didn't bring this into play, but the Dwayo and the Snelligaster are supposed to be mortal enemies that fight each other. So there's there's a lot of really cool monsters and you know you can have the po toaster being some kind of mm-hmm. ghost. John Wilkes Booth grew up in a house that's about ten miles from where we're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can use here, just in Maryland, uh, not too far from where we are, and mm-hmm. uh, make it a really good game. All right, end of session experience questions. One. Did we conclude the current mystery? We did. That is a yes. Two, did you save someone from certain death
1: or worse? I don't. Yes.
0: Who? Whoever their next uh, meal was supposed to
1: be. I mean, would the dogs have killed him?
0: I mean, given, given enough time, if he wasn't able to get to a gun or something
3: like that. I think it means did we save someone else? Yeah. Okay. It's not it's someone not party
2: related. I mean, we, like, <laughs> no, we, we let those, uh, army guys Yeah. That me. takes, so that nice.
1: takes away any saving that I yeah. did. Yeah. monster. <laughs> the
0: the people who would have been eaten, though, yeah, no, so you did
1: not. See we it, saved yeah. them from the fate of the Snallygaster. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you learn something new and important about the world? Uh, yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. That snelligaster's <not> a. <laughs> mm
0: hmm. None of us knew that. And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? My truck is messy, Emma. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that say about your personality? Your character's personality? I'm focused on killing monsters. That's just about it. Yeah, I
1: think being the first session yeah, that we I played, know. we, yes. Yeah. Everybody learned yeah. something new and yeah. important yeah. about it.
0: Alright, there you go. So you get to mark two experience on your sheet. And when you hit five experience, that's when you, you can level up. Into Dang five. it! I'm at four.
2: I'm at three, but I'm at four. Harm.
0: Uh, I'm unstable. I think you can go ahead and clear
1: harm if yeah. end of a session. One thing that I think we should do for Mm one-shots. I spend maybe a little extra time at the character creation part fleshing out some backgrounds and especially personalities at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Because I, I mean... You didn't really know what you were getting into in terms of personality. So the beginning, I thought, went a little bit slow and was kind of sporadic all over the place because we didn't know what the personalities were. And I didn't do this intentionally, but I built a character that is basically going the opposite direction of Grayson Digby in the main yeah. <laughs> thing. So I was like, wait, okay, I'm not playing Grayson.
0: I need to yes, play somebody yes, else. To play else. So yeah, um, if there is a wild arrest between mysteries, then heal all your harm. So yeah, go ahead and clear harm.
1: Okay. Yay. So I think you said it's the same thing about Benedict. And yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I was looking for a not Benedict character. But I think it's funny that it came out in a little bit. That you were so still so far removed from society that yeah. things like cell phones were like, wait, what is this?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can
0: do that. You can take a picture with your phone. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, you can do that. Fair sure. enough, and you know, <laughs> but no, you weren't. You weren't the like the single-minded. I'm going to focus on this one thing. No,
3: no, I tried not to do that. Although he was still pretty intense. Um, not not so much in the same way that Benedict is. Yeah, I think Flesh now character and motivation and stuff like that would be very yeah. helpful at the beginning
0: yeah well now like this is this session really was to kind of discover who your character was if this was going to be a main campaign or if this was going to be continued as a campaign which i think it i think it very easily could be. i mean it yeah. can
1: yeah i i was just saying for one shots if we spend just a little bit extra time developing and thinking about personality yeah i really like the questions that you ask some random questions that you ask, like, "Oh, when was the last time your character did this?" Yeah, or, I should have
0: or... I should have
2: pulled up that book on yeah. my Kindle and then asked.
1: That helps get your mind focused around. Okay, this is how my character reacts in this type of situation.
2: That's always a good way to start
0: because yeah, those books. I am so glad I purchased. It's a writing prompt book, like um, like how to write a novel in in thirty days. But those questions actually are like the real gem of the book for what we actually use it for yeah so yeah i mean there like our normal questions don't really apply to this session i don't think well best role-playing i thought elijah did a great job with Mm. yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah. everybody did a good job i think jeff did a good job too with that yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) especially the the pizza guy (laughs) his boss (laughs) Yeah. You're throwing the new guy. <laughs> you give him 15 minutes, he's on a skateboard. Like
0: <laughs> It's a real small count. It's like Darlington size. <laughs> on a skateboard,
2: though? I'm in good shape. I could do it. I am not in good shape. My character's in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> Round is a shape.
0: All right, well, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Well, thank yeah. you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Hope you all have a good one. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor.